0: Welcome to HIPAA Talk. Total HIPAA Compliance, host of this podcast, helps insurance agents, employers who offer health plans, business associates, and healthcare providers complete the required HIPAA documentation and training through our HIPAA Prime service. In this podcast, Rob McDonald, VP Customer Solutions for Virtru, a data protection company, talks with Jason Karn, Chief Compliance Officer for Total HIPAA. Today's podcast, Jason and Rob discuss why TLS encryption is not enough to protect email. They also discuss the alternative encryption solutions.
1: You know, Gmail, Google Apps, Yahoo—all these companies now offer TLS encryption. Uh, as you know, and they say, "Hey, our our you know data is encrypted. Um, you know, just using these services. Why is that not enough for a medical practice or for an insurance agent?"
2: Yeah, I mean, this is a good question because
1: the internet is
2: built on SSL and TLS, right? All of the security infrastructure that we rely on, um, in a lot of ways, comes back to SSL and TLS. But I think it's important to start with definitions, right? So when um, email providers today, uh, when they say um, TLS or they say email encryption, they could be describing a lot of different things, right? Um, one thing they could be describing is encryption at rest, right? So once they have your email and they're storing it, what they're storing it on might be encrypted, right? So let, let's kind of talk about that first and, and why that in and of itself might not be enough, right? Um, that, that means that uh, that provider, right, now has access to that data, right? So now that provider is in scope. So now you've extended trust. You've extended trust to them, Um for that data, and if they are breached, or if the data is exfiltrated, um, they, uh, that hacker, that uh, threat that, uh, that may be an automated threat that has that data now, still has your data. So encryption at rest is um, still very important, don't get me wrong, like you still need these layers, and I'm so glad that providers are doing this, but in and of itself, it does not give you the protection um, out, once you've sent that data outside of your organization, right? you're extending trust to that provider. Right. Another thing that they mean is uh, SSL or TLS encryption. So if you go to your bank's website, right? everybody's done this, uh, and more and more websites, even uh, you know, non-banking uh, or healthcare-related, are using SSL and TLS by default. You look up in your browser and you see the little... Uh, a green um, a lock up there in the address bar that is when we say TLS ssl that's what we're talking about um, and here's what it means when I'm connected to that third party while uh, in my browser for example right I'm connected to that, that banking website while data is flowing to and from that provider, while it's in transit, while it's in motion it's protected. And it actually is great protection, right? So right. is that once the data is on the other side, right, once that provider has, it's no longer encrypted, you're now trusting them to protect it, store it, not share it. Um, you're now again extending your, your bubble of trust around that third-party provider. And as your list of third-party providers grow, you realize that your risk is now higher than you thought it was. Uh, with just TLS. All right. Right. So we don't just share emails with our providers, right? We don't just share emails with uh, your email host, right? You share it with recipients, other businesses. So once that data has left, you've sent it to that recipient. Now your recipient has it in the clear. Um, you're now trusting not only your email and our hosting provider, you're trusting the recipients email uh, provider uh, to protect that data properly right so while it was in motion you were you were protected but now you have your data stored in two potentially three or more different places in an unprotected fashion and you have no way to control that right so you have to think uh, about uh, your, your your risk management and your data protection plan and that um, if i could encrypt that content and protect it all the way to the recipient, right? Could I control it all the way to the recipient? All of those points along the way, would that not be better for my company? And um, more times than not, the answer to that is yes. Um, And that's why I think today, uh, more so than the past, TLS and SLL is really not the um, best and only layer of protection that you should be providing.
1: What other services or encryption would you uh, recommend? I mean, that's that's where you guys would come in, correct? Yeah,
2: and, and so, so I so, so definitely want to talk about best practices today, but I can, I can I can speak
1: to a little bit about, you know, what Virtue does and how we solve for that equation. Because we do get this question a lot sure. as to, wh- you know, why is this not enough or why, you know, why can't I just use Google Apps? And it is, you know, thinking about that control, and that ownership is really an important piece of that. Sure. I mean, I think... So, so Virtue falls into a category of encryption um,
2: that is client-side encryption, and and what that means, and let me let me explain to what that means, and then I'll I'll kind of contrast that with TLS and, and the encryption that we were talking about that might not be enough. And what what our encryption um, platform does is it encrypts and protects that data where it's created. We were talking about where is my data? Where does it get created? Well, if you're composing an email, that data gets created where you're composing the email a lot of times, right? Well, we protect the data right there before it leaves that computer at the source. Because that means once you've sent it, once that user has encrypted it, protected it, and sent it, that I don't care how many places along the way store that data whether it's your email provider, the recipient email provider, or they forwarded it to another email provider, it doesn't matter. It's protected at every persistence point or or places where it's stored along the way. That means you do not have a bubble of trust to every single um, uh, storage point along the way, every single third party. You've protected it from the sender all the way to recipient. You've created a technical contract. That says only this recipient can um, access this data, and under what condition? Right? For how long can they forward it? When will it expire? Right? Mm-hmm. Client or an end-to-end encryption provider gives you that protection and that ease of um, mind over just relying on TLS and SSL only. Or transit uh, in, in transit encryption.
1: I like the way you just put that. So that's that's great about not you know making sure you're not extending that bubble of trust out.
0: I like that that analogy. We hope you enjoyed this installment of HIPAA Talk. If you have any questions you'd like to communicate with our experts, you can find us on Twitter at TotoHIPAA, our website www.totalhipaa.com, or email us directly at info totalhipa.com